Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to episode 50 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever gonna break it down. This episode, the doctor is in, guys. That's right, you heard me right. The doctor is in. I have with me Sonia Lewis, the CEO of the Student Loan Doctor LLC, right? And Sonia has such an amazing energy and passion. And she's really developed one goal with her business. And that is to help clients create a plan to understand how they can pay off their student loan debt. And I, for one, hate my fucking student loans. <laughs> and I asked Sonia as many questions as I could without her trying to charge us a consult fee. <laughs> but if you really need to get deep into the student loan topic after this listening to the podcast, um, Sonia does give all of her contact information about how you can schedule a consultation with her. And so I think you really will enjoy this episode because she has such an amazing passion for personal finance. And she just truly, really is interested in empowering people to not be afraid of their student loan debt, but really how to tackle it. So stay tuned for that conversation. You might want to grab a pen because you might want to take some notes as you're listening. And so now it's time for Boonie's Pick of the Week. Um, This week, you guys know I really don't go to the movies. So you guys know I already saw Black Panther. I did get a chance to see A Wrinkle in Time. Um, this weekend. And let me just say, I really enjoyed it. I never read the book. Okay, so I did not have any contacts. I had no idea what it was about. But I must say Ava DuVernay really did an amazing job with creating a story for, I'm not even going to say just, you know, young black teens, but just young women in general, who are in that middle age, early teen stage. And it was just so good about self-discovery and self-love and even just how love is just uh, uh, is better than hate. And it sounds so simple, but the way it was done, it was beautifully done. It totally broke me, okay? And I'm not a teenager. But for me, I described it as like a super soul Sunday or a super soul conversation with a Disney twist. And it was really, really good, guys. So I hope you should go take take a chance. And if you do go see it, you know, try to take a teenager or a young woman with you because I really do think they'll get a lot out of it. And it was a few times watching that they would say something and I'm like, whoo, broke me. I cried um, a lot. And just for context, I am i don't cry easily because, you know, I watch This Is Us and it doesn't move me the way that it moves you guys. But this movie, I almost cried the entire time. It was one quote that was said, the wound is where the is the place where the light enters you. They said that and I cried the the rest of the movie. <laughs> it was just really, really good. So if you get a chance to go see it, go check check it out. Like I said, try to take a young person with you because I really do think they will get a lot out of the message in that movie. So kudos to Ava and Oprah and Disney on that one. So now it's time for some housekeeping. Uh Thank you so much for all of the the feedback on episode 49 with Jeanette Curtis. Um, I know a few people said they had to take notes. They they did order some of the things from the show notes that she recommended, like the resistance bands. And I even did a blog post, right? Look at me. I'm trying. 
time. So I did a blog post to kind of follow up because just getting the feedback from you guys and even the things that we talked about in the episode and even some of the stuff that I edited out of the conversation that you guys didn't get, it gave me kind of like a a way to step back and look at how I was going to um, jumpstart my wellness journey. And I had been doing small things. So I do have that blog post up on the booniebreakdown.com. So go check it out if you get a chance. But I really do like it. And, And make sure that you don't forget to grab your freebies you know Jeanette offered the freebies so I'll put that link in these show notes again so that you can go make sure you get it also I love 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 you guys for continuing to leave your five-star ratings if you do have on sorry your five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. But, you know, you can review um, the podcast on a few apps or, you know, follow and subscribe to us. So I greatly appreciate everyone who takes the time to do that. But, of course, if you listen in that purple app, go, go, go. Um, I do want to say I got a new review this week, and it's like, love the podcast. I love Booney's energy. She's fun. Ask great questions. And I love the variety. Can I speak? the variety of topics she covers. So that's it. How easy is that? Go on over, drop your little sentences in, hit those five stars, and I would love you for it. Also, you can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook, The Boonie Breakdown. On Twitter, Boonie Breakdown. And when you're discussing the episodes, you can use the hashtag, The Boonie Breakdown, on all social media. So that's it, guys. I really want to you know, hop into this conversation about student loans. So let's get ready to break it down. Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie and I'm so excited for this episode. I got so many emails asking me to do more finance episodes and I had to personally think like, what is my biggest financial burden? And it is my dreaded student loans. And just as I discovered that, I go on Instagram and I discovered Sonia Lewis, who is the student loan doctor. And I have her here on the podcast. So welcome, Sonia. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing so good. I'm on the uh, West Coast right now. I'm in Viva Las Vegas, darling. Nice. Um, <laughs> I'm here from Philadelphia. I live in Philadelphia. So this is a nice change of scenery. Nice. And so I I immediately have to ask this because as soon as I saw your name, I'm like, how did you become the student loan doctor? I know I ask Jesus every day, Lord. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, so I went through my own struggle with debt, like 2012, kind of came out of it 2013, late 13. 14 looking a little better. 15, I'm like, oh, I can really breathe. 16 was like, oh, okay, I'm really good with my money. <laughs> um, and 16 was when I really started to be on my crusade to help people. Um, and the way that that came about was um, I was, I would say around 15, 16, I started helping people for free at church with their student loan debt. Okay. Um, and that led me to helping their friends and family in the community with their student loan debt. Now, again, this was free. This was my former ministry, and it still is my former ministry. But I know that Jesus talks about monetizing your gifts. So I had to figure that out for myself. But um, (laughs) long story short, I was helping, helping, helping. And then 
I started doing conversations with people around the country, um, excuse me, around the city. Okay. Um, and then it led to people asking me, um, oh, well, can you come and have this talk at my school or could you um, come and talk? you know, do this. Or, and so it kind of started taking a life of its own. I ordered a lab coat. Okay. <laughs> and again, I realized how easy it was to get a lab coat. You're not a doctor. Um, that's a little, another story for another day. <laughs> and then, social media, I started putting out there what I started to do. Um, and then long story short, the brand kind of became established. So it seems like it was just like the universe was pushing you like, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. And that's how the brand came about, huh? Necessarily on purpose. It was like me just putting this out there and kind of running with it. I thought it was kind of cute at first. It was fun. Had no intentions of leaving my job. No intentions of having a six-figure business like today. So I'm, you know, you got to be careful with what you play with. Don't play with your gift. If I would, you know, tell anyone listening, because um, for me, it has really just taken off. So it was actually very organically with me helping. And then it turned into me figuring out how to monetize because I started to help a whole lot of people (laughs) like all day corner bakery on a Saturday. (laughs) Not the corner bakery. (laughs) (laughs) And they loved me, child, because I was just ordering and gaining weight. It was just, it was not good. I was not here for that. But long story short, once I figured it out, I got myself a little office and then I was like, you know, working nine to five. And then I started doing six to 10. And I'm like, well, I don't think I could live like this. Cause I mean, literally Monday through Friday for six months, that was my schedule. And I was very, very committed to it. And then I was like, you know, you might be on to something because now people are asking, can you meet with them at 12 PM, 1 PM? And I'm, I started looking at my work calendar. Like I can't be here today. Oh, you know, wow. so that's how you get a little crazy so you had the demand for help and for clients before you even considered you know walking away from your full-time job which is amazing like the universe really really was pushing you in that direction that's really cool so when did you finally just walk away from your nine to five um, and I took the great leap of faith in February, this past February of 2017. Um, I left my job. I left my security blanket. I left, you know, all those things that a great employment would provide. Um, let me rewind because this is important. I got a special invitation to the White House. Oh, which White House? 44 or 45? 44, the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic. 44. And um, I was invited in on a conversation, things that affect African-American women and girls. And I was able to tell my narrative. I was able to say why I was in the room and my platform. And it was there that I was super validated by the administration, by the other uh, thought leaders in the room, that this, this work that I'm doing, that I'm pursuing matters. And so, I mean, it's nothing like leaving the White House smelling White House air and, you know, not being serious about and being high gear. And when I went back to work, you know, I posted it on social media, of course, my job was acting different. So it's so funny because, yeah, other people will always see your gift before you see it. And they were almost like telling me I was going to be leaving and I'm telling them I'm not leaving. They telling me I'm leaving, you know, and it was just this little struggle there. But ultimately, once I decided to leave and go out on my own, um, it has been a blessed endeavor since. That's amazing. And I'm always inspired when I hear people who 
have the courage and the passion to walk away from, you know, their the stability of a nine to five to really pursue what's driving them. So that's really cool. And and I'm just like something going back to what you said about, you know, your own debt story. And I feel like there's so much shame around debt and poor financial behavior And so many of us don't have these conversations, even with people that you love and you know about, girl, I'm behind on these loans or they've been in deferment for years. (laughs) Like no one ever talks about their finances. So how do you get your clients like to open up and be extremely truthful with you in order for you to help them? I don't know. You you won't believe me when I say this, but I've never had a problem with people just sitting down, girl, oh, this, 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 and Texas. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, cool. So I don't know. It's just, and maybe it's the nature of who I am. Maybe it's me underestimating my gifts and my energy. But, um, and that's the type of culture I try to create, even with the people I hire. You want people to spill the beans so that we can really get to work. Um, I just don't recall, I mean, literally, let me go back. One of my first appointments, I had to sit with this woman for 30 minutes, honey, and we talked about nothing. I mean, just random stuff. And her hand was shaking, her pen was shaking. And then she was like, okay, I'm ready to begin. Oh, wow. Now, I've it after, but it was a good example that she had to be comfortable with me. But she wrote the sweetest email, <laughs> like a whole like month later, and I really need to find it because it really was the thing that validated me. Like your work matters, and when people didn't understand what I was trying to create, that's okay. Like I always understood it. I was never confused about what this would be. Um, you know, some people always late to the party. But for me, I understood how, because I was in the moment with these people, like you could see the burden come off of their shoulders when we made the plan for what they needed to do. And so Mm -hmm. like, I I read that you, you own the only African-American student loan repayment company in the country. So can you explain what that means to people? Because you aren't like the, the Sally Mae. So where do you fit in, in the equation? So we're helping people repay their loans with a hug, if you will. So we're the first (laughs) African-American woman student loan. Um, And I don't claim to be the first African-American. I I claim to be both. And so I know that there are other experts, but there's not an entity such as ours or like 1-800-STUDENT-LOANS or or whoever you might, student loan debt forgiveness company. I don't know. They don't have a face or a brand to it. um, And they are certainly not African-American and not African-American-owned. So we're really proud about that because disproportionately African-Americans are affected by student loan debt. Mm -hmm. And the thing that they don't tell us on Love & Hip Hop, no shade, is that we are also the most degree, the most educated but the most burdened by the yes. debt. So it's no accident that because of the nature of who I am, maybe who my staff is, and we hire other people than African-American women, and we help everyone. We don't help just African-American women. But it's by no um, accident that that's because of who we are. It resonates with who's most affected by the debt. Yeah, I, I, I'm always looking at that because I know even in my circle, I don't think any majority of us have master's degrees. Some people are working on, you know, doctoral programs. So you are right about that. Most educated. <laughs> um, okay, so I kind of want to get into 
some things like tips that can help people who also are burdened by student loan. And I think right now we mentioned 45's White House, and I know that they're doing some policy changes and people always want to know the bottom line, like what they're doing, how does that affect me? And I know the things that I read, it's a little confusing, like, oh, he's going to end public service, you know, student loan forgiveness, and they're going to, you know, change the interest rates. But then you'll see something like, well, this is effective for people who take out loans after this date. So can you kind of talk about what's happening in the space now? Yeah, and it's actually not as bad as it proposed. The problem is is um, that his plans are going to make it very black or white, not a lot of options like the current Obama administration. So you do need to be well-versed as to what's happening, as to how it'll affect your budget in the coming year. So I think my platform more than ever is going to be super important because we're not just a service-based business, we're a brand. And so we have our free virtual clinics. We have our in-person free virtual clinics, or excuse me, live clinics. We We have our webinars about budgeting. We're holistically looking at student loans in all areas in which it will affect home buying credit legacy. Mm -hmm. And so our platform is going to be super, super important um, because you're going to need to know like who's the GOAT on how to say, what is this going to do? How is it going to affect me? But you know what? Not to be funny and to be funny. I need people to read. (laughs) It's going to be (laughs) Because this stuff is not difficult. It's, it's it's 45, for God's sake. It's not difficult. It's just going to be reading what he has put out. I tell people to put your business head on um, and get out of your, you know, your filling panties <laughs> because everybody's panties are in a bunch about him and what's happening. But at the core of who he is, and I'm definitely not a promoter, but what I'm trying to say is because I have studied him quite a bit is he's a businessman. He thinks about how overall the debt is affecting the country. And, you know, he even made some statements that the debt is, you know, a burden to people living, buying, and investing. Like, so he gets it. He's not dumbfounded on these things. Because he is not a college-educated man, mm-hmm. um, I think that's where some of this gets a little shaky because you don't know the debt if you don't know the debt. Or you don't know the investment if you haven't been through the investment. Gotcha. See what I'm saying? So that's little concerning. Some of the things he's proposing, like allowing people to use loans or Pell Grants for certain educational programs that were um, unauthorized before, is going to help a lot of middle class, especially because, you know, you might say, well, you know, I want to study to be a chef or I want to study to be um, a culinary artist or a hairstylist or, and some of those programs are not federally funded, but he's going to make some changes to that they are. Mm. So that allows people now maybe to get more jobs because now you have a tool. You have a tool that you can use to invest in yourself. So all of the things that he's proposing um, is not bad. I, I always make sure I stress to say that you just have to know fundamentally how will it affect your budget, not your girlfriend's <laughs> budget, not your family. How will it affect yours? Just had a conversation with the client right before this. And I said, listen, this is what's going to have to happen next year. Either you're going to have to eliminate some things out of the budget or you're going to have to increase your income. And that's what I, that's what I say to people because we're not doing magic tricks here. We're not doing, <laughs> and you know. And that's you, just but, so simple, but it's like, it's, it, it's harder in practice. <laughs> it is because we are um, a part of a culture, the I deserve culture. It's the I deserve syndrome that's going around. It's been going around for years. 
And, you know, when that paycheck drops, it's a feeling of euphoria, like, oh, I work hard and my manager sucks. <laughs> and then you overspend and then you keeping up with the Joneses and they're broke too. And so all of that to say this repayment journey, it can be done because a lot of my clients do make good money. They just have bad spending yeah, habits. Yeah. And again, no one's shaming the nation, <laughs> but we got to check it. Because you cannot be this. Let me just let me just pause right here. This is where I call them. Um, excuse my language, but I'm going to panty drop some. Gems, all right, let's all right? go. Let's Not go. Being funny. <laughs> so here's the thing, and I hope your audience isn't offended. Oh, by that I doubt they're offended. I doubt. It. I looked at your page. I made a quick <laughs> assumption. So here's here's the thing. Um, why does all this matter? Why does student loan doctor matter? Why does, you know, why are we talking about this? Because if we just get unstuck on ourselves for a minute and we talk about legacy, like your children or your children's children or your children's children's children, you want when your life is said and done, hopefully someone listening to this could agree if this is your audience, um, you want them to say, well, um, auntie Sonia or grandmom Sonia, she was phenomenal. She left us a house. She left us 40 acres and a mule. I don't know what it looks like, but I've never heard anybody at a funeral say, but she did leave that Louis bag. <laughs> oh, she did leave those red bottoms. No, she sure did leave an apartment. Girl, bye. So when we talk about what, what our legacy look like, it does start and end with what we do with our money and how we manage our debt. You cannot be a good giver broke. I've never seen a good giver broke. You get good hugs, maybe, but hugs don't change the world. Money does. Ooh, hugs don't change the and world. Money does. Not, you cannot, you cannot give what you don't have. And so I think why this for me, and this is why our foundation is called Legacy Builders Foundation. It's so imperative that people get that one concept and then everything else becomes super simple. Yes, you deserve red bottoms. Okay. Yes, you deserve a nice trip. I get it. But you can't be so stuck on just that. Yeah, I think too, like, you know, I'll speak for myself personally. It's like, I've, I realized like I was approaching a cliff. Like I was about to go off the edge. So I got to. I got to pull it back some and rein it in. And so that's what I did. I kind of like sat down and I went through all of my bills. Like, okay, what can I cut? What can I, who can I call and say, nope, you need to lower this. I need to turn you off. And so I did do that. Like, I do think since we're in this culture of you want what you want now, it's overindulgence and you start making a little coin, you feel like you should treat yourself and then you just keep on treating yourself so <laughs> it's it, it it took me actually like looking at my situation and saying all right girl you about to go off this cliff so you need to get yourself together and mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. go ahead and I, go ahead no, no i was just mm-hmm. gonna say like I, I think like a lot of people do that and i think one of the things too is like it's easy to keep your student loans like in deferment which I've done that too. And and I'll be honest, I haven't paid when they were in deferment. I wasn't paying the interest on it. So like, is it really important for you to pay the interest on your student loans if you have them in deferment? So I tell people to be interested in their interest rate because this is how companies make money. So your compound interest is what's going to keep you in debt. So, yes, if you can make payments towards your interest and no judgment if it's in deferment or a zero dollar payment, but you should be trying to pay down on the debt, especially if you don't have a forgiveness program to get yourself (laughs) out of this. So 
you do need to pay down because you, you owe the debt. Um, and it doesn't go away unless you are permanently disabled or you die. It is your friend and is your friend into Social Security. It used to be that once you started receiving Social Security, your loan debt was forgiven. It is now taken oh, out of Social Security. For real? Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody mama might need to hear that. Because I know, too, it's like the rumor, too, like, you know, once you get Social Security, it, it's gone. Or once you hit six, with 62, that's Social Security age. Like, whatever is forgiven. I didn't know they... No, they, about they changed they the law. They take it out mm-hmm. your check. Okay. So then even with, like, the interest, because, you know, we still want people to reach out to you. Is it better? You always see these conflicting things about, you know, paying your student loans daily versus paying them monthly. Is it really feasible to pay your student loans daily? Daily as in like every yeah, day? Yeah, like or... to like beat, because people are like, oh, because they compound the interest daily that you should pay on them daily to eat away at the interest. And I'm like, what? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, girl, I'm not even doing that. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going, I'm like, daily? Jesus, I'm just trying to know. Um, this is the thing. You need to chart a plan for you, and everybody's plan is their own. Let's not get up caught up in fads and things that are unrealistic because it's like the diet that never worked. You know, I'm sorry, so I'm going to do uh, an hour and a half. I'm not doing that. So, you know, again, <laughs> my own weight loss issue. So maybe that's not a good example. But the point is, you got to do things that are realistic for you. So if you want to put X, Y, and Z a day and you got the discipline to log in or make a recurring payment, hey, power to you. Um, but you just need to chart the course. When will this debt be done total? Is this something that's manageable for you? Could you live with it? But that's not something that, um, you know, that's not something that's going to be unpersonalized. Like that's personal to the person that's working through it. Gotcha. And I want to circle back to something else you said too about helping managing student loan debt and, you know, getting rid of it in order to own homes and get mortgages. And I know that is a huge blocker for people in our millennial, you know, the Generation X um, generations because they have so much student loan debt that they can't get approved for mortgages. And so it's like, (laughs) are, are you able to work with clients to come up with a plan to put them in a position where they can enter home ownership? So we do. 90% of our clients are wanting to be first-time homeowners, for sure. Um, And so by any means of debt, because there's so many programs and lenders we're attached to, our clients become homeowners. Um, I think the biggest thing is that if you have over 50000 in debt, this is the time to come alive and get your credit together and buy your home. Because there are programs available for those with high student loan debt to become homeowners. That program was not available a year ago. It may not be available Mm. months from now. It is a program, keyword. It is not something that's mandated. So people are playing like, I'm going to get it to, okay, sis, you're going to be renting forever. So if that's your goal, then, you know, shout out to you. But if not, you got to get yourself together. Most times fixing your credit takes three to six months. That's it. So three to six months. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be mindful and just share with everyone that at the end of the day, this is the time. Like this economy is where it's at right now to make those home buying moves as of today's date. 
the airing of this podcast, but things change all of the time. Gotcha. And like, if you, if you have someone who has like, let's say they have a car loan, they have credit card debt, they have student loan debt. Would you tell them, cause I know you're the student loan doctor, but would you tell them like focus on paying off your other debts and then work on your student loan debt? Or is it like try to do all of it at the same time? No, you should put things in order. So definitely make your minimum payments on your student loan debt. But I always think that like credit card debt, get it paid down and get rid of your card note. Because we live in this, you know, but we live in a society that needs a new car every two years. So don't pay your card note down just to get another one. Like, (laughs) it's fine. It is built to drive for 10 years, I'm sure. You know, get the car you love and hang out with it for a while. Um, but that goes back to priority. If you got to have the latest and greatest thing, you're not keeping up with self. You're keeping up with them. And them are broke. They're broke, okay? <laughs> so what I tell people ultimately is that you you really want to um, make a decision on what are you doing this for? Um, and why does the debt have to go away? Why does that matter? Where do you want to invest in? Do you want to start a business? Like, what are your goals outside of just living check to check? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like, cause you know, from like I just mentioned, like that's my plan. Like I'm trying to focus on um, the credit card debt right now. And <laughs> I was sad because I did have my old car. I had my old baby for ten years, and it died. So I did have to get <laughs> a car loan. But because my score was so much better this time around, that my car loan isn't as long. You know, because now they want you to finance a car like seven, eight years. Like, are they insane? But yeah, it was like, no, we can get this, the smaller, the shorter loan term because I don't want to be paying on this forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm just, it is like insane, like the, how comfortable we get with debt, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, like, I really do personally have to change my mindset with these student loans because, well, you just rock my whole world because I'm like, oh, if I can get to 62, they'll go away. And I think a lot of people have that idea, like, as long as I just pay the minimum, so they, they stay off my back, I'm never going to pay them off anyway. And so it is encouraging to hear that there's a resource out here with someone who can provide hope and provide a plan so that it seems like there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And so I did have one question, too, because we mentioned this. And for people who who are eligible for like the public service student loan forgiveness, mm-hmm. even with them, like I know, can you explain the ter- if you are you know have that knowledge? Mm-hmm. Like it's the hundred and twenty payments. Yes. Is it consecutive? Is it? Can you just make a hundred and twenty payments in a year, or does it have yeah. to be like a hun- monthly? <laughs> one qualify here. Let me give you the terms here. So it has to okay. be a qualifying payment and a qualifying repayment plan with a qualifying employer. Qualifying payment means it was paid on time within 15 days of the due date, the full amount. Qualifying repayment plan means the current income-based repayment plans as it's set up right now. And qualifying employer, a nonprofit government education, healthcare. And there's different tiers as to really breaking that out as to who's qualifying. But there are three tiers to that statement. And so if you fall into that category, and it's not that deep to if you're eligible or not, 
but you have to make 120 eligible payments, one payment per month that counts. At the okay. end of theoretically 10 years, the debt would be forgiven. Gotcha. So you can't, it's no way to, to juke the system <laughs> and say, I'm going to make 120 payments faster to get them no, forgiven sooner. We will all okay. find 120 real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, I would find them that money so fast. Mm-hmm. And I guess, too, to give people context, like if they're interested in contacting you for your services, like, could you, do you have a roundabout number of like, the average amount of debt one of your customers comes to you with? Yeah, anywhere I would say from three thousand to six hundred thousand. Girl, there's no average. That's why I said that. Everybody Ooh. has a different amount. Forty thousand, sixty thousand, seventy thousand, eighty thousand, you know, literally different type of loans. Never pay, always pay. There's no particular client. I speak with about twenty people. Um mm, let's say, oh, that's my current calendar. But it's because I've been traveling. But normally, you know, <laughs> I probably would say I touch personally 40 people a week. Um, what that breaks down to, and that's probably each coach touched about 40 people each week. And I'm not even counting what they do discovery calls. But everybody's loans are different. Every situation is different. There's nothing that we have not heard. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, for... It is there, like, I guess for me, because to hear like $600,000, like, whoo, is there light at the end of the tunnel for someone who has $600,000 in <laughs> debt that includes student loans? <laughs> in terms of repayment, for sure. Like, make okay. a feasible plan and then being done at the end of 25 years, 30 years. But there's no debt. Like, oh, girl, it's going to go away. No, no, no. No. So let's not do that. Let's just make sure that this is manageable um, because sometimes people put the cart before the horse. Let's make sure this is a feasible plan, if that makes sense. Got it. And, and I guess too, for like people who, you know, you can consolidate um, your student, um, not student loans, but you consolidate your credit cards and you can consolidate your student loans. Like, is it worth it to always consolidate your student loans to just have one payment um, I'm biased on this and I want to be careful how I answer this because somebody could take it and run and do it tomorrow. Um, I don't, I'm not a fan. and I always publicly say I'm not a fan of moving uh, public debt, federal debt to private loans because a lot of people do not even know how to manage a credit card. So now mm. you're using all this money to unsecured debt that's very vicious in collections. There is no, I'm going to put my loans in deferment when I don't pay one month or I'm going to just, I died, so they're going to get forgiven. No, when you die with private loans, girl, they, they go to the grave and they still come after you. Meaning, <laughs> if you have a home, your private loans get now attached to your estate. They don't go mm. away. They got to be paid off with a life insurance policy at the very least. Ooh, I did not know that either. So let's not be trying to take all this debt because we have cute commercials and cute billboards. Okay. You need to understand that your federal debt and the sanctions that are in place are to protect you. Okay. Mm -hmm. That one kind of rocks me a little bit too. Because I talk with people all over, particularly Atlanta for some reason in New York, but there's (laughs) private loan debt and people are struggling. Like private loans can go into your paycheck. 25 cent a pack, excuse me, 25% a paycheck. So mm. we don't need them going after you. And then your federal loans go up to 30% in the month. And now you're volunteering. 
So it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah, that's so, a lot. Oh my God. These are true stories. Like I, I really encounter people who can't make ends meet. They make 80000 they're living at home because their private loans are in their account. So do you ever think they would ever restructure bankruptcy laws to go back so that you could discharge student loan debt? Now with this administration, so the head of uh, education, Bessie DeVos, oh, well, she has the top tier voting instruction for Navian, which is a private loan debt company, darling. You think she's restructuring anything anytime soon? I'll wait for it. Okay. This is why it always, I hate to be so political, but it always is important to research who is going to be in office and what boards are they a part of? What investments do they have? And I researched her. And when I found out she was at the top of uh, uh, of having some uh, investment or high interest in stock and Navient, hello, everybody, conflict of interest, anyone? So are you are you thinking she's going to make things that are feasible for the the uh, borrower? No. Yeah, like she's making money off of us staying in debt. So why right. would she want to help us out? Dang. And I... It, you know, since you we, we're all paying these, not all of us, but some of us have these like extremely high monthly payments. Um, is there any way that you can make your student loan beneficial, you know, as a tax benefit or a tax savings? Or is it just like, girl, you want to eat that up? <laughs> no, you can get uh, what's called a 1098. I want to say E. Um, I hope I'm saying this right. I might have to check that 1098E. But there, in case, you can receive uh, credit back for the interest that you pay on your student loans, private and federal. Well, there we go. At least you get some benefit there. I will say, you know, you know, 45 gave y'all y'all a little tax credit. And so we get a little extra in our check that you could pay with these student loans down. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, because I think um, I think my friend was like, girl, did you look at your check? And I'm like, I'll, you know, I don't, I get paid on such an odd day. But I was like, no, nah, I don't get paid for a couple of days. And she's like, oh, look at it. Like, mine is higher. And I'm like, yeah, I'm scared come tax time. Like, what <laughs> what tax benefit did I lose in order to get this little bit of coin right now? So, okay. So, it's this, this segment I do on the podcast. It's called The Breakdown. And mm-hmm. I just say a word. And you have to respond back with the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right. So the first word is debt. I'm sorry. That was more like a sigh. That wasn't a word. Like- <laughs> that counts. Um, of my existence. Because I'm still paying my student loans back. Um, I got my other debt in control. I'm still paying my student loans. So I'm like, <sighs> like, if, what would it be like with a world without debt if I knew better? But that's another oh. Go ahead, keep going. Oh, that, mm. Money. Tool. Interest. Uh, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of just went into this one. Private loans. The devil. <laughs> <laughs> Student loan forgiveness. It is real. It just doesn't cost a thousand to enroll. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, we did this one too. We covered a lot. Consolidating. Um, a good option. College. Ooh. 
I can't do just one word. College is an amazing option to help you get the skills and training to be successful in the marketplace. But it's not a place to go discover yourself for 60000 or to study poetry. I would agree. And I would also add personally too. like, I even tell some of my mentees, like you guys need to go where this money is. Like college is just so expensive now Mm -hmm. that it's, if you can't get someone to pay for it or find an affordable option, then we need to discuss other options (laughs) because it's other ways to have an amazing career without necessarily going to college. Right. So that's my thought on that. Um, entrepreneurship. Oh, it's uh, the best gift ever. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, nine to five. A tool to advance your own dreams and goals. Love it. Well, Sonia, can you tell everyone where they can find you online and on social media? So... I will tell you the funnest place to find us is Instagram. And that's a little bit of me. Okay, a whole lot of me. Um, (laughs) Some fun tips um, in a community. If you ever go on my page or Instagram, the student loan doctor, all one word, you will see that under my posts, my posts are popping. Like the last one I put up the other day, you should go back and look when you get a second. Um, I talked about, um, I reposted someone named Coriel. She had mentioned something about we're degrees, degrees of necessity. And like literally a day, we have over 600 comments. And what I'm looking and seeing is that people in the comments are talking to other people in the comments, but they're all being really nice to each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, that, what that tells me is I've done a great job in building a community um, that supports each other, that cares for each other. You know, I put things up like, you know, tag me if you paid your student loan off this month or, you know, stuff like that to keep people encouraged. So we have very much a living community on IG. Um, I will be having coming very soon a Facebook community that I'm starting. I just didn't want to add another thing to my plate, but I I think to keep the synergy and encouragement going, I think that will take us next level. Um, On iTunes, I also have a podcast called The Student Loan Doctor. Um, Some of it is gems and just, you know, structural teaching. Some of it is motivation just depending on what I feel like giving that day. Um, the website is um, drpleasehelpme.com. <laughs> now, that's not our main website, but that'll take you to if you want to schedule a free discovery call to see how a coach can help. Our main website is thestudentloandoctorllc.com, where we post events and happenings and videos and clips. And we are building our YouTube page for any of the IG lives that I do. I'm trying to be very mindful to upload them on YouTube. So just in case someone missed them. So I'm on like a whole lot of platforms. Yeah. Get to me a whole lot of different ways um, and learn and get the information that you need. And again, it's not about me. I got over me like a whole year ago. I'm just <laughs> the tool um, and the voice of the vessel, if you will, to kind of bring awareness so that hopefully somebody's lives are impacted. And if you just take one thing that I, said to implement and change you'll see the world of results so i'm very grateful for the work that i get to do got it and so i will have the links to all of those uh pages and social media accounts in the show notes and on the boonie so be sure to follow sonia and if you feel like you need help go ahead and schedule a consultation and maybe she can help you Get out of the burden of some of this debt. So, Sonia, thank you so much for coming on. 
Thank you so much for having me. This was very much fun. I knew it would be fun. This is good. So thank you for the important work that you do, uh, providing a platform for all of us. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you to Sonia Lewis, the student loan doctor, for stopping in on the podcast this week and giving us some helpful tips on how to tackle the massive burden that is known as student loans. Um, Also, I want you guys to be on the lookout for an upcoming giveaway. Uh, We had a winner in the We Vibe Sync one year podcast anniversary giveaway. And I have another giveaway coming up soon. So you want to follow us on Instagram. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen to past episodes and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other app that you listen to your favorite podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review too. You just might hear it on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with people that you love. You guys know I love seeing the Instagram story repost. You know I'll share them as well. So don't forget to share those pretty images and audiograms that I make. Have a dope-ass week. Thank you for listening. Until next time.